0: three two one and we're recording and i did do the countdown because there was no other way to get into this (laughs) okay so um we're back with jeffrey hampton um i just got in a mood and i was like hey i need a podcast again because i was listening to a really great podcast with lex friedman and joe rogan and you guys should really listen to it um it's good that's probably always good
1: to start off your podcast by telling people to go listen to other podcasts. Really, really great uh marketing strategy. <laughs> no, seriously, the podcast that we're talking about, it's pretty good. You should probably go
0: listen to it. <laughs> I know, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, you know what? Just don't even listen to this one. Go listen to another one. <laughs> No, but it just reminded me because uh, Jeff and I. Yeah, if you guys missed the other episode, you should go listen to the other episodes. Okay, see, I'm referring back to my podcast. Are you happy now?
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm easily pleased.
0: Oh, I'm. Well, that means you have no. That means you have no standards.
1: <laughs> That's maybe not the most inaccurate statement in the world.
0: <laughs> and he's been friends with me for 11 years. So what's that tell you? Oh man. man. <laughs> maybe this is going to be the comedic podcast who knows I just wanted to do it and you know um a lot of this podcast I'm going to start a timer because I'm going to lose track of how long we're doing this um part of this was Jeff and I have a lot of good conversations and uh I would say that Jeff definitely has more specialized knowledge than I do although he's right here so I probably shouldn't be speaking for him I would feel that you have at least right now more concentrated knowledge in classical music correct me if I'm wrong I mean I just
1: I mean, I'm just going to let you keep speaking for me because then no matter what's said, I'm not wrong.
0: It makes you sound, it makes you sound (laughs) good. Um, No, I mean, like, I'm one of those jack of all trades, master of none. And you're one of those, like, I'm sticking with this one thing.
1: (laughs) It's true. And I mean, I guess, you know, I guess to prove the point, like. Uh, you know, from if uh, anyone listened to any of the the previous episodes, I did go back to school to finish that. I'm on the last semester, and one of the dang classes I'm taking is about just one composer. So which one is yeah, it? Yeah, um, Prokofiev.
0: Ah, Prokofiev is. Oh yeah, that would be how you would say it. He was Russian, yeah.
1: Uh huh. He's Russian here, Russian there. He's Russian all over the place.
0: Wow, that was bleh.
1: that was lame. Bleh.
0: Um, Pro- no, I like Prokofiev. Uh, how do I say his name, Prokofiev, Prokofiev, yes?
1: I would be the wrong person to ask on that, I, I would, look, I,
0: I gotta look what his, he's, he was I do pushing. like,
1: I do like his full name, it's like Sergei Sergeyevich, Serge, Serge. It's like Sergei, Sergei Sergeyevich, Twi- it's like Sergei twice, wait, wait,
0: wait. <laughs> all right, let me look, because I know, I know IPA and not just the beer, Prokofiev, yeah, Prokofiev, Cause I never know it's perko, if it's Prokofiev and like I've heard people say prokofiev, and I've said prokofiev, and everybody looked at me at music school like I just bumped my head. Pro, so yeah, it's pro, ka, or you could say ka or ko. Yev Proko prok. What? What? There's a couple different ways that you can say it. So those people were mean to me for no reason. <analyzed> <laughs>
1: Excuse me there. <laughs> um, no, it's kind of like Rachmaninoff. Like, you know, like what? There's some people like Rachmaninoff, you know, where they spell it differently. And I still don't even know what the right way of spelling it is. So <gasps> hmm. I go with the double F or the V. What am I feeling today? You know?
0: Yeah, there's a couple different ways. So there's, you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm going to look it up now. Tell us about Prokofiev and I'm going to figure out what it is straight from the Russian. You go for it, Jeff. Tell me. Rush. Well, I'll tell
1: you another really funny one is in one of the articles I had to read. Um, you know, Tchaikovsky, which is usually spelled with a TCH, yeah. they just forgo the T the whole time. So, the first couple times I read his name, I just saw Tchaikovsky, you know, with a CH. I was like, huh, that's a, that's another Russian composer with a similar name to Tchaikovsky. I wonder what he wrote, you know, and it took me a bit to realize it was Tchaikovsky. Um,
0: what made you realize
1: just. You know, I I stopped and thought about it for a second. You know,
0: like, I you know what? I refuse to believe that I don't have the tools to figure out how to say this guy's name correctly, and I'm not doing it the Americanized way because I study. Well, yes, I do study linguistics, and I work in linguistics. I'm not going to allow for the English way that we just ransack language. There will language.
1: be no lazy pronunciations here.
0: It's not happening or I'm not, not from you or I actually don't do my job. Okay. So <laughs> people, you are on this crash course with someone who has no idea what they're talking about whenever they're looking at Russian. I I can say more than most people on the podcast that are probably listening. I might know a little bit more about Russian than you, but <laughs> by a little, it's just a little. So we are on this journey together and we're going to figure out how to say Prokofiev. It uses that some- is
1: a journey worth having though
0: we're going to have it and you can go into school and be like, you said it wrong. Okay. (laughs) So this first letter that looks like a box. Wow. I'm so sorry. Anyone listening? If your native speaking language is Russian, I just pour yourself a drink and laugh. Just go right ahead. I deserve all the laugh right now. I completely deserve some
1: of the laugh all the laugh. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. So we start with, okay. So apparently we say Prokofiev. Yes. That's what we all say.
1: Mm-hmm. I okay. mean, what is Google here? My Google has popped up with British pronunciation and American pronunciation.
0: We're Googling. Ah. No, Google is the overlords. We have to fight the overlords. We have to fight big tech.
1: Oh man. Um, but what if you want to grow up to be Darth Vader? We'll, we'll just ignore that I'm already an adult.
0: Darth Vader's uh well you squealed like a little girl whenever there was a certain important character that showed up in the Mandalorian.
1: I cried. I'll just Oh, you that. didn't
0: even just squeal. I squealed, you cried.
1: I squealed. I I teared up, you know, I got emotional. I was fully into it and then I was like, yeah, that's how it's done.
0: <laughs> All right. I got to look. It might be what? Craw- what? We might have been saying it wrong. Okay. Hold on. Ah. <laughs> IPA phonetic transcription, there we go, perfect. Paste Russian here. Okay, here we go. It is, all right, where is it? Click the what? I need to see it. It's not showing me. Okay, it's Cyrillic letters. Okay, I want to see, ah, it is. Jeff, this is really weird, phonetic. It's like we'll just,
1: we'll just pronounce it the way the world's decided to pronounce it.
0: I'm probably losing listeners right now, but you know what? If you don't have the patience to listen through this and you don't want to be here right now, I'm sure there's other things you can be doing.
1: You can go listen to the podcast that we had suggested at the beginning of the episode.
0: Yeah, but come on. You... <laughs> well, see, I had, I, um, I did not like Lex Friedman at first. And then I don't even know what made me sort of stick with it. He did the one podcast. I think it was back in June or July. And he read this one poem and he was telling this story about his grandmother getting through the famine and everything in uh, Ukraine. And I was just like, ah, uh, I'm endeared now. All right. I don't, I don't mind the way this guy talks. And I'm really probably, you know what? Like I told you before, I probably saw something about myself in him that irritated me. And it's funny, like a couple months later, I'm like, I don't mind listening to this guy now. He's like not I,
1: the most annoying guy ever.
0: He's not, I just, I, or maybe I was just in a bad mood that day. <laughs> it's not showing me. I'm so mad, Jeff. Why am I getting stuck on this detail of wanting to say his name correctly based on the Cyrillic letters? <gasps> okay, you talk about it. I'm gonna keep figuring this out.
1: Okay, so, you know, basically uh, we um, have just started this deep dive, like uh, classes just started last week. So we just kind of read over the basic the real basic biography uh, you know and we've had a couple articles that have basically talked about uh the idea of like the russian sound and stuff in music and both of them whether it's been like on the optimistic side or the pessimistic side seem to agree that it's a little bit bs you know
0: what why i know
1: and I- Well, on the optimistic side uh, by a guy named Taruskin, and I I get the feeling when in this because of the break I took that I'm just not up to date with like some of the musicologists like I should be. You know, I I feel literally like I've walked into um, a movie, but I'm starting with the sequel and I'm like, who's that? Why are they important? What's going on? You know, that's
0: me watching every movie because apparently (laughs) I, I don't watch movies and everyone's like, have you seen this movie? no oh my god where have you been i'm like i don't have time to watch movies i'm always bopping around and doing things like oh what so you haven't listened to the joe rogan experience oh you uncultured swine what is wrong with you where
1: have you been
0: well, where have you been
1: <laughs> well have you been good sir where's your <laughs> monocle of high taste
0: hey uncultured okay continue um,
1: so on the optimistic side, uh, Turiskin is basically like, well, it's because Russia is a big, giant country, like really big. And you Sarah know.
0: Palin can see it from her house.
1: Exactly. You know, and Sarah Palin can see it from her house. So, you know, she understands that uh, Russian national um, sounds and music is bullcrap. Um, so basically, you know, one <laughs> I idea think that might that's... be a
0: little over her head. And then she just came out of nowhere during the election. It's like, go home, Sarah, you're drunk.
1: Just like in this conversation, she is anything. She is consistent. It doesn't matter what she does, it doesn't even matter if she's physically in the conversation. She is consistent.
0: <laughs> all right. So continue. Oh, so, yeah. all right. No, so, um, that...
1: Russia is a big country, you know, it's varied. You know, we're talking about, like, when it's back in the USSR, you know, like, a lot of different, like, regions, uh, peoples, you know, and kind of things like that. (laughs) Then, like, I get to the other one, and maybe it's because I was kind of reading it a little late at night. I'm like, it really feels that you're saying, my God, scholars, do you even scholar?
0: (laughs) Really? So, wait, okay, so you're talking about the dialogue that musicologists are having over the Russian sound?
1: yeah you know i mean and i do feel like i think some of these articles are a little bit on the old side like um i know the truscan i think was from the 80s you know so
0: that was before russia was even opening up yet so uh
1: yeah of course and it's it's as i said it's very optimistic it's even talking about oh man once it's open like us american musicologists are going to get in there we're going to have new ideas from an outside perspective you know and the other one's basically just like, well, we're, we're trying to give it a definition, but, you know, um, <gasps> they're kind of picking like vague, what they were describing as vague things, like, oh man, oh. it's in a minor mode. And it's like, well, wow. lots of things are in a minor mode, you know. My I favorite. F- figured it out. It? <laughs> what? I
0: did. Okay. So it's Prokofiev.
1: That Prokofiev. sounds right. Prokofiev.
0: what's weird is those last three letters right the one that looks like b Mm -hmm. e and the other b that it looks like there's no vowel in them so america i knew there was something screwed up that the english was doing about it and anyone who has a russian background and i know some people actually so i'm going to ask them how i would actually say this i'm going (laughs) to fact check myself i think what's weird about it is there is not a vowel that we're used to because we don't really have Mm. that sound in english Prokofiev. So, I think that's why oh. we add the eev because we're used to having those two vowel sounds together, right?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Prokofiev. Prokofiev. Interesting. Prokofiev. Yeah. Prokof- Imagine if you're just saying between the v and the v, just a y. Yeah. Prokofiev. Prokofiev. Oh, okay. okay. Do you see that? Do you see that? It's not I quite. Do. Yeah. It's not eev. So ha. <laughs> but I'm going to fact check myself this week. Um, don't ask your professors because they've probably been saying it wrong all this time too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll go in there and be like, you've been saying it wrong.
0: But I I don't think I'm not going to fact check myself. And then when we talk again, I'm going to be like a fact checked myself. I was wrong. Big surprise, right? <laughs> Prokofiev, Prokofiev, Prokofiev. But I just didn't feel right saying it the way I was before. I'm like, it's not Eev. It's not Eev. I feel like I'm English ruining it. Mm. I'm Englishing it.
1: You're Englishing it, which is, you know, the most English thing to do. Honestly,
0: <laughs> just, just take the, la- just, just um, bastardize any other language and just pick and choose what you like. And then after you pick and choose what you like, ruin it.
1: <laughs> we're just gonna get right in there, and we're gonna colonize this. You know. <gasps> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my god. take well, what we
1: want do what we want you know
0: god. oh my god that's gonna be a that's a whole other oh, conversation man. um which is so Not interesting conversations
1: the, and, no but and
0: language <laughs> but anyway okay so the russian sound uh what i want to know is maybe you'll get your way to it what is the russian sound i'm intrigued by that well
1: i mean um i think the articles are kind of mostly going on about um i like how i'm like i think you know because <laughs> <laughs> um
0: you know well you would know more than i'd you. What is this a four hundred level class?
1: Yeah, Ooh, yeah, you get
0: into the really deep stuff. Nice.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, it's um, it's been a lot of reading. Like, <laughs> if I'm not reading something every day, I am already behind. You know, um, it, it kind of loosely defines the Russian sound. I mean, that's the whole point of like the second article is like all the ways they've tried to define the Russian sound, but there's like a couple things that you know are kind of like it's kind of like what we've decided you know on the whole yeah that's that's russian enough you know and it's that idea of like you know minor modes you know it's very you know there's a lot of church modes in it um dark you know sad things like you know um things like that you know and the article's basically going on, well, you know, is that really enough? And it says, you know, all these times, I am not making up all these you knows. Oh. I am quoting directly <laughs> from my notes. But um, yeah, it it's just kind of talking about a lot of these elements. Well, they're not uniquely Russian, you know, like. They're in Italian music. They're in uh, other German music, and it was talking a lot about Glinka uh, and his operas. And I think oh. uh, Ruslan. Uh, Ruslin I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Oh wait,
0: let me go get my book. You keep talking about that. I have to move away from my headset, so you go ahead. I have oh. a book about Russian composers. Ooh. So oh. you go. You go ahead.
1: and it's talking about Ruslan, and you know how overall it was uh, accused of being essentially german and you know they're trying to argue all the different ways like like they tried to force it in a relatively simplistic view of russian music and uh, some of the ways were kind of hilarious honestly yeah, now the
0: people who are talking about that are they russian were they russian composers themselves or
1: um it's describing them as commenters so i'm assuming they were it's not like
0: part of that at all then they're just well oh, we're just going to define it
1: I think, well, I mean, I think it's like Russian uh, critics, essentially, that are dealing with this.
0: So were, did they, is that, was that their specialization in musicology or are they just trying to figure it out themselves?
1: A lot of it is, is they're just trying to figure it out themselves. No,
0: that is not the way to do that. Well, see, the thing is, um, it was hard for these Russian composers to even come up with a cohesive sound themselves because they were so disconnected.
1: And yeah, it's, I mean, like, I think... Now, I'm definitely wrong on this one because it's not something uh, I've talked about in class at all, but I know like a lot of their like piano playing and stuff like that actually comes out of like some of the Italians that kind of went over there.
0: Well, there's a chapter in this book, uh, A History of Russian Music. Is this even maybe recommended reading that you're going to have? Who's it by? It is by Richard Anthony Leonard, A History of Russian Music. You might have that as an assigned reading.
1: Ooh, I'll have to tell you if we do.
0: If you don't, you should. Oh, this has that old book smell too.
1: That old?
0: <laughs> oh.
1: What's the book say?
0: Um, so it comes to chapter two, The Age of Italian Opera. So this is from, again, I did not write this. Full credit goes to Richard Anthony Leonard, A History of Russian Music, published by the Macmillan Company in 1950.
1: 1957!
0: Ooh. Whoa, that's even before the 80s. <laughs> Um, it is one of the strange aspects of Russian life in the Middle Ages that an art form as majestic as Znameni chant could have existed for centuries with no counterpart, whatever, in the field of secular music. All right. So a lot of it was this Christian stuff. So it looks like Italian opera was the thing that had a big influence on what we would consider. Ah, it was because of the... Um, what was their government um, that they had what was their ruling they had a ruling class right what would that have been the um, do we call that no it's not imperialist Um, what is that called monarchy right Um, aristocratic
1: aristocratic probably I I would feel that'd be closer but
0: (laughs) so that has apparently what one of the influences on Russian composers have been Um,
1: now that 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 was kind of one I was hearing before like it was a lot of uh, Italian you know and like
0: I mean, because you can definitely
1: kind of hear it in the piano playing, you know, because like it is kind of almost like um, a lot. Of, it's a lot like a lot of Italian music I've heard, except just like thicker. You know?
0: That was apparently because of Empress Catherine. Ooh. Yeah. So your class will probably well, your class probably won't get into this. So you're you're getting a little extra schooling because I <laughs> randomly have a book on this that I was reading a couple years ago like yes okay so um italian opera was really vogue in petersburg then alexander the first came to the throne oh and he got all into french music it looks like <laughs> so that's what happened uh glinka before glinka there was Vertovsky uh who let's see did some composing there's little to be concerned with any kind of the entirety of Russian music before Glinka, according to Richard Anthony Lettern.
1: Yep. That's kind of what we've been hitting on. It's, it's, it's not that he was obviously the first, like you literally just mentioned a name that came before him. Um, but it is really just that uh, he's kind of the first one that brought it to uh, wider attention, Yeah, you know, with his, uh, you know, the his opera life of the czar and um, well, wrestling, um, can't remember some of the other ones, but I know it kind of starts with Glinka and then kind of goes forward.
0: Oh, there's a portrait of Glinka in here and he's sitting there and he looks really upset about having to compose.
1: I mean, isn't that all of them?
0: All of them look pretty miserable, honestly. Oh, the one Mazorgsky, is the one whose portrait you got to see. Like he looks so young <laughs> and proper. He looks so good as a young man. Then you look at him in like 1881, ten days before he's about to die, and he looks like that drunk guy who's got to get shoved out of the bar at closing time. Like he looks horrible. <laughs> the poor and the poor guy did drink a lot. Like he drank himself oh, to yeah. death, didn't he?
1: Oh, totally. Just so much booze.
0: So much. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, what in the uh, Lex Friedman? Did oh wow. You know yeah. that part where he said about the vodka, and I was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah, you know, mix is easy, you know. Like, <laughs> oh
0: my god. Anyway, oh, my. so back to Prokofiev. Prokofiev.
1: You know, I, I will say one thing about Prokofiev that kind of shocked me right off the bat was as I had no clue how many dang operas he wrote.
0: Uh, I only played something from his piano works before. It was uh, uh, what was that that he did? Um, tell us about the operas. I'm gonna look that up.
1: Now I am um, still kind of like um, haven't listened to many of them yet. You know, so as I said, this is all we're we're just all getting into it. Yeah. Um, but he like still kind of pursued opera even at when people were telling him, eh, opera's dead. You know. I mean, I
0: probably would be guilty of saying that it's dead too. Like I'm totally guilty of it. I am.
1: Um, but I think he wrote like, like, I want to say it's like over 10, like there's there's a surprising number of operas and I'm like, oh, he maybe wrote one or two. Um, no, no, he wrote a lot of
0: them. <laughs> what was the piano works? There was one of the piano works that he did that I, uh, let's see. Oh, Prokofiev's opera, the love for the love of three oranges is like, I imagine mm-hmm. like a fever dream. Have you seen the scenes of, uh, the the, uh, the oranges opera have you seen that
1: uh yeah we've listened to a little bit seen a little bit of that it's one so mm-hmm.
0: weird they're just pushing they're just pushing an opera around the stage, or an, uh, an orange around the stage
1: oh I know and you know it's kind of like one of those things that is you know that it's kind of making fun of a lot of opera tropes really oh
0: it's <laughs> so great yeah he's trolling everyone it's that kind of sarcastic humor um would you say mm-hmm. that's prevalent there's there's like a perverse uh there's like a perverse mocking, sometimes a mocking sarcasm in in you Russian know, compositions.
1: Specifically, Prokofiev's music for sure. Yeah, you know, like he is. I think he's kind of like more sarcastic than a lot of them.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I, like I, I played a couple pieces from *Visions Fugitives*. Um, mm-hmm. So, like one. Um, you again I have to go grab a book like I need an assistant hey anyone out there want to be my assistant (laughs) but
1: no no it's like um I need it it does feel like every one of his pieces (laughs) are just that kind of like you know making fun of something yeah
0: talk about that for a second I have to go grab the other book because I want to talk about visions fugitives uh so talk more (laughs) about the operas give me a second
1: well um I don't know much about the operas but when we're talking about like the piano pieces it's kind of hilarious because like Um, Before going into this class, um, I was in a position, I I was in a very privileged position where I could say things like, oh, man, I'm burned out on Chopin. I I don't like Prokofiev. Um, And I didn't like Prokofiev because, um, well, it's a very it's a lame reason i'm not i'm i think it all boils down to all right well i, I
0: might be able to forgive you then you're at least openly <laughs> starting you're starting with it's a lame reason i'm gonna let it go but go ahead
1: i mean okay so are you familiar with the war sonatas like uh the sixth seventh and eighth sonata
0: i probably listened to them but i'm not really mm-hmm. familiar with the background
1: gotcha um the seventh sonata is like the one that like I hear the most, but like all, those three sonatas, I just always feel are like way, way, way overplayed, mm-hmm. and I have heard them butchered and bashed by many, many um, pianists trying to make a name for themselves off of speed and technique. You know, oh, and everyone
0: after- does that. It's like if you can't play the Russian, if you can't play the Russian composers, then you're just you're nothing as a pianist.
1: Oh, yeah, no, and um, basically after hearing B- <laughs> nothing but those three pieces for a couple years, like, then basically I start acting like the ignorant dude I can be sometimes, like, <laughs> like uh, this is all oh, that Prokofiev has to <laughs> offer. Screw him, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, and I'm still, I still don't get excited, you know, to hear those pieces, like, even when they're played well, because I just heard them so many times. I do really like his concertos for as crazy as I can get. Like, I actually like all five of those. They're kind of nuts. Mm. I played the... I played
0: the Fugitive Visions or Vision Fugitives, whichever way you want to... Visions Fugitives, whichever way you want to put it. I started those a couple years ago. They get wild. Um, I played Komodo, which sounds pretty and uses a lot of weird fingering, which... <laughs> uh, means that you have to move your fingers in a certain way on the keyboard. Uh, which, uh, which
1: one is that one? You said it's uh, or the number of it. Cause I got the score and- uh, The
0: number it. It yeah. is, you just have the score with you or you looked it up.
1: Um, I have lots of scores. I have um, problems.
0: Oh, number eight.
1: Number eight.
0: Oh, yeah. Opus, so oh, this is Opus 22, number eight. I really like this one. It's very pretty. Um, but here is so this this uh, the version I have was published by Dover, and one.
1: Now your version had a lot of fingerings in it.
0: No, you just have to divide them up in a really weird way because I was working with gotcha. my teacher, my piano teacher, on it. But uh, there was something interesting about it that really got me really interested in these it was uh, a talking like it was a re- a reflection on the russian revolution so that's why i got with like yeah. oh my god the nerd in me that's so cool <laughs> uh this cycle of preludes contains some of prokofiev's most attractive and unassuming piano writing the title which is literally translated evanescences Ooh, it's all deep for you emo people out there Um, is meant to convey the idea of a single fleeting mood or character in each piece. The style has an unusual ending. The wayward unreality of the last piece suggests a stunned reaction to the preceding one, which is said to be a descriptive response to witnessing gunfire in the streets during the Russian revolution. So that's what got me interested. i was like, oh, I want to play these, it's so cool.
1: No, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, so it's looked
0: like number 19 is, number 20 is a reaction to number 19. So, I don't know. I always like those pieces that are aiming to convey a mood or, uh, like, a musical form of history. Anytime I hear something like that, I'm like, "Ooh, sign me up. That sounds cool.
1: I mean, that's kind of funny, too, because, like, a lot of them are, like, in that set, like, not long at all. Like, they're just, like, a page, sometimes, too. You know? Right. I think some of the pieces then that I heard a lot of too. Um, I don't know if you know about it, but like, uh, I'm going to pronounce the wrong suggestion diabolik. I hear uh, that one a lot.
0: I don't have the word in front of me, so I'm not sure.
1: Um,
0: how did we become all about Russian today?
1: It just happens.
0: It's a mood. I know how to say apple in Russian. Yablika.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
0: i'm not that special i'm just like i can say oh you know people are always like oh you're studying russian you know because i'll go out and i'll study like while i'm having a beer i'll study languages and stuff and they'll oh excuse me i'm such a lady (laughs) (laughs) excuse me um People will see me uh you know they'll see me studying languages and they'll be like what are you studying? I'm like yeah russian say something in russian and then i get stage fright i just go yablika they're like oh that's so great what did you they're like, <laughs> they're like what did you just say? apple
1: <laughs> No, see that's when you tell them that it means something and just make it <laughs> profound and then like tell them that they should get it like tattooed on themselves <laughs>
0: Oh
1: god And then you know somebody's like oh what does that tattoo mean and they'll be like you know it means something like choosing choosing life over inaction or, or something like that and then somebody'd be like uh no that's a fruit
0: Oh god we gotta start oh <laughs> oh God, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I needed that.
1: I was gonna worry that you were just gonna uh, like, you know, <laughs> die on the other end there. You know, just <laughs> like oh.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining. Do you know how many people's how many people's skin I could ruin? Oh <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'll give tattoo consultations in other languages, and then you got people running around that have the word <laughs> that they have the word chicken noodle soup on their arm in Chinese. <laughs> 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 what was the other one? Okay, so here's a couple of the words I know in Russian. Etta, it is. Um, let's see, a couple words. Um, Nasha, it means our. Cafe is boring, it just means the same thing. Moichek is boy. <laughs> um, what's a couple other ones? Uh, I'm trying to look at the words that are... <coughs> Um, a little bit different, like oh I know how to say yeahm put oh oh wow I, I'm screwing this up <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh oh, oh. Uh, mm, no I no I'm still screwing this up. I don't know how to <laughs> say potato in Russian. I used to know and now I don't.
1: oh no, not mm, potato
0: ma, ma, I can't be mush. Uh, I, I, I am... How oh. will
1: you survive the upcoming famine?
0: Pi, pier, pier, <laughs> Whoa, Alrighty. I need to go back into studying Russian a little bit more. I'm really slipped in the past 17 days.
1: <laughs> the 17
0: days? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 now that is the nerdiest thing anyone could say. Why? Go back and study Russian. I'm a little rusty. After the last 17 days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Pre pre yet I think that's how you say hello. Shut up show. Oh, shut up. What okay. Alright. I need to not be publicly making a fool out of myself botching up <laughs> Russian. But you know what? If I tell you get a tattoo that says Yablika, because you want to look cool and trendy. And have something in Russian on you don't do it you've
1: just don't get any tattoo suggestions by by Annette here that's gonna be the safest thing you
0: can no. do no it's facts,
1: not a... in fact stick to pictures pictures <laughs> are worth a thousand words
0: it's not a trap I am not I can't even finish that
1: you know, though, uh, another funny thing that we had to read about in this um, article was basically about Pushkin, you know, and how they were like, Pushkin was made the national writer, you know, for how sad and depressing he could be, except a lot of the stuff he wrote was not sad or depressing at all.
0: Pushkin was pretty happy, wasn't he?
1: I mean, um, I guess so. I, You know, the my only um, full experience with Pushkin are actually... Um, his uh, small sets of they're all like one act plays called the little tragedies oh yeah yeah you know that's actually the one uh that mozart and salieri you know that one i recorded a couple years was ago pushkin. was
0: pushkin's not in here
1: pushkin is not in there He's oh my god book.
0: wait when was pushkin active <laughs> maybe he wasn't even active yet
1: well um pushkin was a writer uh-
0: <laughs> here when I hear writer I'm thinking songwriter I'm like wait a second I thought Pushkin was an author
1: no oh yeah yeah no he's an author yeah oh, no yeah, he's yeah. not a, he's not a composer yeah yeah Okay, no, carry um, on. well when that, that's what I was mentioning when you know uh, you remember when we um I recorded <laughs> Mozart and Salieri a couple years ago yeah uh, that was like one of his plays the little tragedies and that's probably about the extent of my actual experience with Pushkin um uh, mostly because I was like oh man that movie is totally based off a of opera. That's totally based off a of play, and it's all Russian.
0: Oh no! Oh yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, because you know the opera is uh, Rimsky Korsakov, and it's actually pretty good, from oh. you know what I've been able to.
0: Well, a lot of the Russian stuff, like they'll even admit it. Like people who have that background in Russian culture, a lot of it's really depressing. <clears throat> <clears throat> like the uh, the the. I want to say oh. Black Swan. I'm looking at the DVD right from it, but what was Oh, you're the... thinking of
1: Tchaikovsky, uh, like uh, yeah. Swan Lake?
0: Well, Swan Lake, yes. Yeah. Do you remember that knockoff from the 90s, The Swan Princess? It was so fun to watch, but <laughs> so many cartoons have ruined an actual understanding of literature. Of,
1: and fairy tales, and usually how dark and screwed up they are. No, yeah. um I remember I was watching a couple years ago with a buddy of mine. We were watching- um, a documentary i think it's a british documentary called like discovering tchaikovsky or something like that and this uh, this guy this british musicologist went over to russia and he's like visiting tchaikovsky's home where he composed and he's talking to russian musicians and there's two hilarious parts in there the first one is he basically asks this ballet dancer <laughs> how important is tchaikovsky to ballet music and they just give him the look of are you an idiot Why are you that you know <coughs> and the second one they went to a, a pianist who was talking about like uh his famous first piano concerto and they're just like yeah it's ironically happy and he's like what do you mean by ironically happy and she, this woman's like because there's no such thing as a happy moment in russian music
0: <laughs> ironically happy it's not happy it's only ironically it's- happy <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, maybe almost like that, maybe that's the misconception too, is that, you know, like it's been decided that it's all unhappy. And so now we almost got to, we got to infuse the unhappiness in there.
0: (laughs) Well, I know someone who, uh, you know, spent a good, a bit of their life over in those Slavic countries. And they said, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't, they really don't smile there. And that's not the only person who's told me that. Like, I had friends who lived in Germany and visited Russian, like you know, new people from Russia visited Russia and mm. all that, and they were like, they don't really smile there. Like I mean, that's, that, that's just um, that's just the account that people have told me, and that, that's not my direct I've, personal I've heard- experience that I've done, you know.
1: Oh, obviously, and I, I think I've heard that one too. Um, not from any like firsthand. Um, knowledge of people have been over there but i've kind of heard that one about not smiling and i'm like but is that actually a signal of happiness or unhappiness or is that just their culture that they don't smile as much i don't know that's a
0: (coughs) that's something to find out
1: yeah and i am like oh man maybe that's really pretentious of me to even ask that i don't know
0: how is it pretentious
1: i just assume half the things i say are pretentious and then well, the other half of them are ignorant that's it goes back and forth it's one or the other when it's, are it's you... never it's never a happy middle
0: well if you're assuming that you're pre- being pretentious and we have established that you have a 99 percent accuracy rate of being correct you're probably right <laughs> boom boom
1: i i uh, i walked right into that one
0: Yeah (laughs) I mean you set the trap up for yourself and and when you set your whenever you set up a trap for yourself when you're talking to a woman have you learned nothing being married when you set up a trap and you put lay down all the pieces of the puzzle to paint the picture that you're wrong you think a woman's not going to take all those pieces and put it together and tell everyone you're wrong.
1: Oh no 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 they will see the exact order those pieces need to fit to show that you're wrong <laughs> and you're just you're, you're just screwed essentially it's really you know, there's no there's no not you don't give uh, women
0: an opportunity to just let you let them tell you that you're wrong
1: you're all brutal that's all you know that's what I've learned I mean you know? yeah Muhammad Ali has nothing on you all
0: nope Fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Is that how they went? Mm-hmm. I actually got that right. Yep. Wow.
1: Oh, it's float like a butterfly. Sorry.
0: Fly? Uh, well, float, float, float. Okay, float. Same
1: thing. Means the same thing, you know?
0: It, it doesn't, but it was close. <laughs> um, but who knows? You got
1: the letter right. You got the general meaning right. That's right enough.
0: No... Not exactly, but oh, well. Um,
1: <laughs> the last time
0: I'm nice. Pfft, I was just busted your chops. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Okay. So you're getting into that. What, what else are you doing in your going back to college during COVID experience?
1: Well, you know, it's basically just making uh, like it hasn't changed as much. It's just. Made everything a little more annoying to deal with it hasn't you know, changed like, much well, um, I mean, the social aspect is definitely not there, like you know like, is it really know, even
0: se- there for pianists?
1: uh it's never been there for pianists. I mean, what are you talking about we're <laughs> we're usually the most uh socially awkward group out there, you know <laughs> um no, it just um obviously like you know the physical part of going to classes is um everybody's you know spread out a bit more so it all feels a little more disconnected uh really the most difficult part is um i was gonna say i'm old but it's not even that i'm old at all it's uh just like as I said, it's like, I haven't been doing this and in, in, um, for so long that there's a lot of things I'm going into. And it literally feels like, oh man, I'm watching a movie or reading a book series, but I started with the sequel. Yeah. You know? um, and so a lot of it is literally um, figuring things out by osmosis and context clues. And you know, oh, no. um, if I, if I need to then just be like, oh, hey, um, what does that mean?
0: What does that mean? Know? Can you take can you take pity on this old man?
1: Can you take pity? Look look I, I don't have any hair up top. Can you take pity? You know. Oh, like <laughs> no. uh, don't, don't make me bald, go bald anymore over stress. Just 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 help me out on this one. Oh you know? my god. Um yeah, you know, it, a lot busier this semester because I had to sign up for more classes, so I yeah. have to do that. I got to do like a standard music history class, which is just kind of an overview. Uh, we're about to start Mahler for that. I uh, love Mahler. I haven't done the reading yet, but I was listening to the pieces earlier this morning. Um, God, it was just like the third movement of uh, First Symphony and uh, gosh, the Kindertoten leader?
0: Yes, Kindertoten. Um, it's the yeah. Songs of Dead Children.
1: Yeah, uh, the first piece from that
0: nice oh it was um um, it was the one about did i ever bring my child back in from the cold was (laughs) that it
1: um that's a good question i i literally only listened to it so i don't know maybe i left the child out there
0: stop (laughs) (laughs) bad bad jeff i gotta take a swig of my guinness now
1: um bad
0: i just crossed myself and i'm not even catholic
1: (laughs) No, then other than that, like, um,
0: like my dream.
1: my degree involves. I got to do a senior recital this year, uh, this semester. Um, this
0: semester, so do you have all your stuff set for it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what I'm nice. playing. I'm going to do some um um mm-hmm. the Bach French Suite and C minor, uh, ah,
0: Clementi's
1: uh, G major sonata, and a couple <clears throat> Chopin etudes. Just uh, just to torture myself.
0: Oh, this one is so emo. Non wilde son. So hell aufgehen.
1: Yep, that's the one I had to listen to. <laughs> now like
0: the, the sun one. prepares to rise as brightly. <laughs> Nun will die son so hell aufgehen, als sei kein Unglück die Nacht geschehen.
1: I'm just going to let you keep talking because then all of a sudden I'm magically going to know how to pronounce everything in that song.
0: <laughs> I'm probably like not quite perfect on it. Now the sun prepares to rise as brightly, as though <laughs> no misfortune had befallen in the night. It's like the oh. audacity of the sun to rise while I feel like crap.
1: It's like the sun and it's just overly optimistic greeting of the day. Darn
0: you. Das Unglück son. Die Sonne, sie The misfortune befell me alone. The sun, it shines on all mankind. <laughs> dang, this is some like romantic German angst.
1: I mean, this is just why we really need to tell people to listen to more classical music. It's like, you know, you're really missing out on the the truly, truly just crazy, crazy crap that, you know, what does that
0: even mean? So the misfortune befell me alone, the sun it shines on all mankind. So the first line was, how dare the sun friggin' rise? So what's the second yeah. line mean? Like you have what's what would what would your American translation of this be? Because whoever says the misfortune befell me alone the sonnet shines on all mankind. What American is going to say that? If you were Justin Bieber, how would you say that line? The second one.
1: <laughs> oh man! What's if you were lady, if again? you were like... lady,
0: if you were Lady Gaga, and you you were making oh, your next. Oh
1: my god!
0: The misfortune befell me alone. The sun it shines on all mankind. If you were Lady Gaga, how would you write that? Or Beyonce. Oh,
1: I am looking that quickly up just so I can have it in front of me. But like, I mean, obviously, it almost just sounds like yeah, the world goes on, life is crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's misfortune. see here. I had to the misfortune
0: Ooh. befell me alone. Now, here, here's
1: another one is um who did your translation
0: uh it looks like by richard stokes author okay of i'm the looking Book of at the
1: Leader. same one let's see now the sun prepares to rise as brightly as the, the misfortune no mis- befell
0: hmm. me alone now the sun it shines on all mankind huh
1: i'm trying Mostly to I like... think it just me i think it literally just means I'm alone in my misery.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I'm like struggling to think of that. Okay, so the first line was resentful, like, mm-hmm. the, like
1: the world is gonna go on, the sun rises tomorrow, you know, like tomorrow, tomorrow, there's always tomorrow, but last night sucked.
0: No, 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 that, la- that first line reminds me of, I'm am, I am pissed at the sun. How dare it rise?
1: <laughs> How dare it rise?
0: It's like a, it's like that angry sun off of Mario, Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers.
1: let's see you must not enclose the night within you you must
0: immerse it in eternal light du musst nicht die Nacht in der verschränken verschränken uh, verschränken yeah verschränken there we go these are in German (laughs) let me try that again Du, du musst nicht die Nacht in der verschränken verschränken you must not enclose the night within you. Must the ins if gelicht So, okay. You must not enclose the night within you. You must immerse it in eternal light. Oh, um, that's pretty much like that's gonna pretty sound... that's pretty
1: easy. Like, you know, just just don't let it consume you. Yeah, you don't know? let it
0: consume you. Keep on trucking. Uh...
1: And then basically the last line is like a little lamp went out in my firmament, hail to the joyful light of w- the world.
0: And a, a firmament, like that's not just, so that's one of those old words you hear from uh, the Bible, right? Uh, firmament, oh yeah. yeah. Firmament, a lamp went, a little lamp went out in my firmament, Firm. Bl- 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 uh, <laughs> I can't talk, <laughs> in my firmament, uh, so that, <laughs> That means like. Well, I mean, if
1: you look, yeah, if you got to look that up, it's like the heavens or the sky, especially when regarded as a tangible thing, is the, literally how that's. When a,
0: the firmament is supposed to be the um, from the Bible. The firmament is supposed to be like the ground and the foundation. And then mm. the heavens and the firmament is what that distinction.
1: Uh, oh, okay. So I'm getting yeah. that wrong. Okay, so, no, go.
0: the firmament would probably mean like the, a joy in the foundation of my life is gone. Like something I've filled my world around has gone out. Hmm.
1: So good thing that the sun is there too.
0: Ein Lamp Lampline verloscht in meinen meinem Zelt. Heil Heil how'll say? How dem frühen Licht der Welt. Um so that is to the joyful light of the world this um i don't feel like that's what they actually mean when they're singing it i think they're a little pissed off
1: it could be like um or at least starts pissed off like it definitely starts resentful you know i think
0: the whole thing is resentful uh, let's see.
1: Doo, 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 doo. My
0: little lamp went out in my firmament i mean it has
1: to be it almost has to be like sarcastic like yeah. oh man it is essentially cursing the sun for you know making like life go on yeah
0: you know? it, it's always what i say to you how i hate sunny days because there's too much pressure mm-hmm. to be happy <laughs> maybe I, maybe oh. may, remember i told you that i'm like i hate sunny days yeah. and you were like why <laughs> i said there's too much pressure to be happy
1: <laughs> oh gee
0: maybe i'm russian Oh, man. Because whenever it's gray outside and I'm in kind of a bad mood, I don't get mad at myself for not being in a good mood because I'm just like, oh, it's okay. It's gray outside. I can blame all my oh, God. Pro- pro- and, problems on that.
1: And I have the opposite reaction when it's gray outside. I'm basically like, oh, it's so gray outside. <laughs> that, that's literally that is my exact literal reaction. Like I have said that multiple times
0: oh my god while we've been talking because i it's hard to keep my attention but while we have been talking i've been writing in russian script and it's so much better than my english handwriting (laughs) that's weird
1: well i mean like don't you kind of have to like focus on it a little more to make sure you're getting the letter right you know as opposed to maybe with english which you could just kind of like
0: Maybe I just have bad handwriting in English and all the other languages it's like ooh pretty i care about this language. <laughs> Weird. I don't
1: need to take time for English. I know English.
0: I English.
1: I English relatively well.
0: Oh, uh, we just made English a verb that's a little gross. <laughs> English <laughs> to speak to speak a nasty language that took from everyone else and kept all the worst parts. <laughs>
1: English does actually seem to be, like, the most unattractive one to sing.
0: Oh, because you have or, to... Mod- I mean to
1: listen to singing of, you know, in You my, have
0: to modify but, so many vowels. When people are singing it in pop, you can't tell what they're saying because you can't sing half the things that we cause say. like,
1: yeah, because they're, you know, they got to do some weird diction stuff there. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of other languages that just, like, work so Italian. much better in... Me. Yeah, Italian, German. French... You know, I mean, German German does better on English because I mean, like, yeah. I had a a thought there, and it's basically, oh man, German is like almost like boxy, but it still works better than
0: English. Du hast dein Meinst? You have a thought?
1: Yeah, but but well, basically, you're right. It fits in song. You don't really have to do anything with it. You know, like uh, I mean,
0: Russian, you have to make some modifications. Italian, (laughs) not really. Um, French, you have to do a little bit of modifying. Italian, not really.
1: Um. <laughs> I like I like how you're going back to Italian After you're talking about every language here You're like, yeah, a little bit in that French But not in Italian nope. uh, A little bit of that in German, but not in Italian You yeah.
0: really don't So listen to how I say Foi che sapete. Foi che sapete. And then you don't have to change any of it When you sing it, really Foi che nope. sapete che cose amor. So all right, I'm gonna So people that um Sing it People that don't sing like opera, it. just mute Mute the goddamn podcast. Just mute it. Foi que sapete que cosa e amor. I didn't change anything. Nope. Foi que sapete que cosa e amor. I changed nothing. Well, how many nothing? times have
1: you hear, you hear like, uh, you know, a leader in English... Like you were saying, you know, you have no clue what they're saying. Like it almost at that point sounds like a foreign language. Like, oh,
0: like oh. I like, I, I want to watch those videos where they're like, I thought they said what?
1: <laughs> we got to look
0: that up in a second. Oh, but,
1: misheard lyrics.
0: Yes. Oh, we got to look that up. Oh, but uh, okay. So let's compare then. Let's compare then German. So what was the, what was German? Um. Uh, what do I know in German? zwei blauen augen Von meinem Schatz, die bei blauen Augen von meinem Schatz. The the two blue the two blue eyes of my love. So, die zwei blauen Augen von meinem Schatz. Die bei blauen Augen von meinem Schatz. I didn't really change anything.
1: Nope.
0: All right, but then if you sing something from English opera, then it's a whole entire different story. Uh, <laughs> let's check French. Faites lui mes aveux. Which I might be making that a little bit too dark. Okay, so let's check French. I didn't really change anything. <laughs> All right, uh, now I got to figure out something to sing in. Um, ah, what was the other one? I just found another. Okay, so this one's going to be hard, but this was fun. I forget who composed this. I just, I don't think I'm allowed to sing it. You don't mm. think you're allowed to sing it? Copyrights. Ew. Mm. Uh, I don't think, nope, I'm not going to sing that one. Let me think. Mm, everyone's all, everyone's out for blood lately. Uh-uh, I don't have time for that trouble in my life. <laughs> um, Let me think. Mm, oh, what was that? Do you remember that opera, Vanessa?
1: Yeah, the barber?
0: Yes. <laughs> I, if I see the lyrics, I'll remember. Um... Who was that? if I see the name of it uh, it was uh, 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 uh. oh help me out here why did oh, I just man. sound like one of those little rides from the 80s at amusement parks uh, 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 those little things little cars what was that mm, why is there always a drum why is there always a doctor that's ruining everything in a freaking opera
1: well have you seen that meme that's like all operas really just a tenor and a soprano who are trying to get together and a uh, bass who gets in their way or a baritone
0: don't forget the mezzo god um god how dare i vanessa arias okay i gotta find this aria oh must the winter come so soon must the winter come so soon Night after night, hear the hunger. How do I remember all this? (laughs) I haven't sang. It gets
1: stuck in you, you know. Like like yeah,
0: it's part of my soul. Must the winter come so soon? Okay, all right. Let me see. Must the winter come so soon? Yeah. Oh my God, I had to modify that O so much. It's more like an uh. It's not really, it's not an O. If I say, must the winter come so soon? If I try to sing it, here's what happened. Estella, get off me. My cat hates when I sing opera. (laughs) God, she's looking at me like, stop it. She comes, she's coming over to me. She started biting my head.
1: Is this going to join in and just be like,
0: (laughs) wow. What was that?
1: My attempt at a cat sound.
0: You sounded like you just warped out of Thundercats, ho.
1: Ah, thunder. (laughs) Thunder, thunder, thundercats. Oh, that's probably way too loud. Lord of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Let me quote from the opera Vanessa.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I needed this. I haven't laughed this hard in a long time okay chitty chitty bang bang over here needs to cut i'm down for maintenance
1: (laughs) i can just like randomly also i'll just break out into uh mumra at any given moment from that show transform this decayed form into mumra
0: (laughs) the ever living or whatever (laughs) you're like i'm gonna hurt myself at this point and I'm like,
1: I am showing how big of a nerd I am. No, wait, that's geeky behavior because it's not useful knowledge.
0: <laughs> that's true. I've never been called a geek. Am I called a nerd? Yes. Am I a geek? No.
1: Like that's that's the cutoff difference between a geek and a nerd is it, you're a nerd if it's like, has some depth to it. You're a geek if it's just like, <laughs> oh man, I can quote to you Thundercats.
0: Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I had a conversation about Thundercats and I was like, did you like Thundercats? That was kind of like dorky 80s cartoon cool. And the person I was talking to was like, no, it was dumb. I'm like, oof, we're in geek mode.
1: I mean, but it's cool because it's dumb. That's that's like, it is so silly that it's like, it's hard not to just be like, yeah, Thundercats. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, the name sounds like a metal album. Thundercats,
0: Thundercats. You know? <laughs> and it's, like, one of those
1: things where they spent all their time on the intro animation and, like, none of it on the show.
0: Oh, my God, like no. The
1: intro is, like, amazing animation. Then you get to the show and it's, like, this was some false ass
0: advertising. <laughs> god okay wait so oh wait we were we were experimenting with um excuse me we were experimenting with must the winter all right this is gonna hurt but i'm gonna try to sing it i think i'm gonna be in the wrong key but heck with it i'm gonna try oh what is the key what key is it in must the winter come so soon oh i can probably see it let me find what key it's in i do not a perfect oh you, you rascal, can beat you whatever key you want. No, it's uh-uh! I reject this. For every love, there is a last farewell. This opera seems so over the top, and I love it.
1: You know, Barber's like one of those guys, I'm just like, man, I really wish like they played more Barber.
0: Mm, I just hold on. Ooh. I need I just need to hear real quick the key. Cause it's going to sound so much worse if it's higher and I do it and forced speech with no modification of any of the vowels and consonants, it's going to sound so much worse. And I, be you one know those what? Problems
1: that, like if you're trying to find the score for it, like Barber is also new enough that like a lot of his stuff is um, not public domain. So getting scores are
0: oh, this difficult. Is, look like, it, you know what? And I, if I'm going to ruin this, I want to ruin it really well. So people know what good diction does. Like, I want to go big or go home. And you know what? I've been home enough this year. I've been home enough the past three years. I'm going big. Dang it.
1: I'm going big or all are going home. And I'm all sick tired of being home.
0: (laughs) Wait, I got to write this down. Uh (laughs) Oh, no, I'm losing my mind
1: um maybe you have been oh wow i was just looking on imslp just like see what like scores they had and it actually tells you the date that you can finally upload samuel barber scores onto imslp when is it And that is january 1st 2032
0: you know no one's going to be writing that date down except for us
1: um yeah i already written it down boom oh
0: wow wait Oh, I think I was in the right key. You can't hear that, can you? No. Okay, I good. I didn't hear it. Okay. Am I even allowed to sing that, though?
1: Um, I mean, it's like, I think it's like eight seconds or something like that. Oh, so good. As long as okay.
0: You're... Oh, yeah, I'm going to be like four seconds. Okay, so. And like,
1: you know, and it's basically for like, for all intents and purposes, educational purposes so you
0: know there we go i'm educating you guys okay (laughs) i'm gonna try to sing this without modifying any of the consonants or vowels and it's gonna hurt must the winter come so soon oh that hurt jeff oh that sounded significantly worse and it hurt Ew. (laughs) okay let me try it again the right way must the winter come so soon yeah there's kind of a difference isn't there
1: there is like you know from all the languages you just kind of like kind of sung through it's the one that's like the most grating which is weird you know
0: oh english yeah oh yeah
1: like like i i don't mean like it's unpleasant to listen to but it just It feels like more of a struggle than some of the other ones.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The cat got on my lap, and she's looking at me like, what are you doing this thing for? What are you doing this thing for? She's a thundercat, ho. Oh, I call my cat a hoe. Ooh. Does it have
1: the sort of omens? Is that why it's looking at you weird? It just...
0: She's looking at me because she's hearing all these overtones, and I can't imagine how that messes with her little kitty kitty brain. Um, I'm assuming probably that's... makes
1: her on the verge of psychosis or something.
0: Yeah, it's probably driving her crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, anytime I sing, or oh, <coughs> or maybe I'm a Disney princess. <laughs> ah, ah, and I just sing and all these little wild animals come out of nowhere.
1: Do you hear them talking to you? I mean, that, that, that means something else. That doesn't mean you're a Disney <laughs> princess. That means maybe we need to take you to get some help.
0: You know what? <laughs> Don't you mansplain my feminine gift.
1: You mean hearing the voices of the animals, or the no?
0: Singing? It means I have a feminine gift. I am the animus. Is that what that was that Carl Jung said about the animus? That was the one connected with nature, right?
1: I think so. The, I mean, animus, animal. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. So,
0: and the anima is the is the male spirit that Jung talked about, right? <laughs> you know what? Good don't question. man don't mansplain to me. In my deep connection with nature, I am tired of the patriarchy well
1: too bad
0: I guess it's
1: like I mean it's like here we go time for my bad you know my my amazing retort you know that's gonna like totally show you one and I'm like oh too bad
0: (laughs) in case you all um missed it that was a joke
1: that was like some, uh, you know, Batman level bad on my one-liner ability right there. <laughs> you know, it's like in that one where you know, he, he has that moment to like be like, say something really just amazingly badass and all he can come out with is, no, I'm here to stop you. That's literally <laughs> what I just pulled on you. I'm like, huh, too bad.
0: <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. you mm. Are you Batman?
1: Well, you never see me or, uh, you know, Batman in the same place at the same time. I I actually talk in a gravelly voice at random moments. I mean, how many conversations do I open up with? Swear to me.
0: You shouldn't swear. Batman apologizes.
1: But not me, Jeffrey. I don't apologize at all because I didn't do any of that.
0: <laughs> <coughs> wow. I'm um, kind of surprised that we were able to go to all of these different places in this conversation uh, just from me, at me asking you about your uh, journey <laughs> back into academia. How did this happen?
1: Well, you know, one of us has went half crazy and I went back to school. I, I mean, w-
0: excuse <laughs> me. I went full crazy. Go big or go home.
1: Exactly. I'm the one who only went half crazy. I got to work on my craziness.
0: And that's why you're at home.
1: I am at home. (laughs) Well, so am I. Well, what are you talking about then? (laughs) I'm going to go big or go home in my home. Take that.
0: Well, you know what? I found a loophole.
1: You know what? I give up. I just give up. You win.
0: The assassins have not failed.
1: Oh no, no, they totally failed. I'm still alive.
0: Oh, uh, I would hope so because if I were talking to a dead person, that'd be a little weird. I mean, yeah,
1: the way you said <laughs> "oh," that really kind of like scared me for a second there because I'm like, "Oh, maybe she really did send assassins."
0: <laughs> <Gassel> at you. <laughs>
1: Maybe I need to start looking over my shoulder. You know, I mean.
0: It's not getting dark in the room, Jeff. It's not dark. (laughs) It's not darker. What are you talking about?
1: Not darker. I mean, yeah, no, I'm heading towards the light. That's right.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. So that's okay. 2021
1: is going to be a fun year. I feel it.
0: Where do you feel it? (laughs)
1: Down in my heart. <laughs> hey. Where?
0: Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. How many times do I have to say down in my heart?
1: I think it's like three times. Oh, then I'm supposed to say I got the joy, 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 joy.
0: I played that as a little kid. Did you? Yes. <gasps> did you play it yep. when you were nine years old for your group piano recital?
1: Oh, man. I don't remember how young I was when I played it.
0: I was nine.
1: That, that sounds about right.
0: You know, like. I remember feeling like. I'm like, I feel there's a little bit of a disconnect because I don't feel joyful about playing this at recital because I'm really scared. <laughs> I you're had like, angst.
1: You're like, I lied to the audience that day.
0: <laughs> the nine year- I
1: learned what being a performer meant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's great oh my good stuff good stuff well thankfully most of this podcast has been about you because nobody needs to know about me i think people have heard enough to know enough about me
1: and thankfully my uh ego is large enough to enjoy that so you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but now
1: you just open yourself up now i can ask let's see in like however long we have left well what about you what are you doing
0: oh let's not i'm doing a podcast that's what i'm doing
1: What are you doing beyond the podcast, through the podcast, as the podcast turns?
0: (laughs) I am one with the podcast. The podcast is me.
1: (laughs) I am one with the podcast. The podcast is me. Mm. Are you going Star Wars on me?
0: This is the way.
1: This is the... That's true. It is the way.
0: This is the way.
1: This is the way. Um, do we have any little cute little baby Yodas lying around that we can rely on?
0: Grogu thank you very much
1: uh, I still call him baby Yoda that is what he is that is what he shall remain until he is teenage Yoda and then young adult Yoda
0: that's going to be an interesting transition that's going to take a couple hundred years isn't it?
1: and then dead because like you know there's like no Jedi around in the sequel trilogy again so
0: oh you got to go and ruin everything already
1: oh we all know that they're just going to pretend that sequel trilogy didn't happen they're just going to act like that's not what they're going to do and then in a couple years they're just not going to ignore it
0: you know during the course of this podcast while I've just been writing out this Russian script I'm like I know how to write Prokofiev in Russian script now
1: and I know how to say Prokofiev correctly but does that mean I actually will
0: uh, you should da, so you, da,
1: can
0: be... <coughs> you should be that person what interval is that da, da. oh that's a minor third da, 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 da. oh that's the devil's interval isn't it Tritone. try mm, I think so uh da, let's see what da, let's see what
1: my piano says on that
0: I think it is tell me if I'm right da, da, da.
1: as my piano da, takes time to boot up because I had da, to work da, on an electric
0: wait, wait. this old man da, da.
1: Da. yep yep
0: oh my god i got it right
1: yeah so we got the minor da, da, da.
0: okay so do people know why uh that the mind the um tritone do people know why that's significant no people don't know why am i asking D- hey all The audience that doesn't exist in this present moment, but does in some future time. Do you all know what a tritone means?
1: Well, it's because when we teach the music, we teach them. I got the joy, 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 joy joy, down down in in my my heart. heart. Where? You know, we don't don't have, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my tritone.
0: (laughs) I got the joy, joy, joy down in a tritone. Uh, Tritones were not allowed in... Uh, medieval churches. We talked about that before, didn't we? We did. Uh, I, I did can't we? remember. That was I September. mean, it feels like something we would talk about. Do it, you it remember feels- what we talked about in September?
1: This is why everybody should go listen to those previous podcasts and tell us what did we talk about?
0: Well, I would like to know the first instance where that dun dun dun, where did that come from? What's the history of it?
1: That's a good question. That's why we're going to look up the history of the tritone.
0: No, not that, but like that theme, that dun, dun, dun. Where did it, it's ubiquitous. But like, where did it come from? What was its first instance of being used? I
1: mean, I think it's like from a, a movie
0: or something. But what movie? Oh man. Dee, doo, doo.
1: I wish I even knew what it was called because then that's something uh, we could, you know, look up.
0: Yeah, it needs it's a like name. A dramatic- Maybe we should-
1: it's like a dramatic sting moment, you know. Let's see. It's like,
0: and then they found out that Mark stabbed Bob in the heart. Dun dun da. So, those of you that are learning how to play piano, <laughs> I have asthma. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, if
1: you want to play that on a piano and you don't know what a minor third or a tritone is,
0: so say I'll just we tell we take the, you the notes. Yeah, if it's if we're in the key of C major, how do we play that, Jeff?
1: Well, if we're in the key of C major, then we're playing something else. But if we're in the key of um, uh, well, if we're in the key of C major, we would usually be you would go up to that E. Well, you just take that third one, you lower it.
0: And you and play you that black note there, right? The black note to the left the of the note. E. The black note.
1: The E flat. You go yep. C, E flat. C. And then normally in C, you would go up to F. But that ain't a tritone. No. So we go You go to F sharp. That's sharp. And the tritone is just, uh, it's like, what, three full steps up from the C? And that's how you get it.
0: See, you learned a thing.
1: (laughs) Because, yeah, you have that C, so you get the C to D, that's a whole step. D to E, whole step. And E to F sharp. And that's because when we teach piano, we teach whole steps, and they'll always skip a note in between, you know? Why? Why? That's a good question. You know,
0: We can't solve all of your problems, just a few of them.
1: But if it's a half step, then it's only moving up one key on the piano. Right. Or down. So yeah, that E, you go to that E and you go down a half step to the E flat. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably explaining it terribly. I probably just confuse somebody more and they're going to give up on music for their entire life and they're going to be, well, that guy on a podcast, he just confused the ever living thin out of me. Do you ever, it was a tritone.
0: Do you think you're that important? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, are you asking Are you asking me if I believe my own hype?
0: <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Hampton and my I expertise. Am
1: the hype.
0: My expertise on this subject has enabled me to believe that someone will give up on piano because they can't comprehend E-flat, C, and F-sharp based on my explanation of it.
1: That's right. I, and only I, have the power to make you give up on your dreams. (laughs) They are not your responsibility at all, but my responsibility to foster or crush as I seem to deem fit. (laughs) <laughs> my failure today to adequately explain tritones and full steps and half steps have broken your very soul
0: you sound like you know what you went from like highfalutin british and then you just kind of skirted over to how i think the british sounded whenever they were being overlords with the poor little peasants in the united states colonies
1: yeah it's it's a it's a subtle transformation you
0: mm-hmm. were like I'm going to be a large overlord to being a sort of oh kind of lame overlord. A lame overlord. A geek mm. overlord as opposed
1: to a nerd overlord. I gotta get my nerd overlording back.
0: Yeah, you gotta or be Darth overlord. Vader. You gotta be Darth yeah. Vader, not uh what was that one from that other that the one with all the teenage angst? Uh, what was his name? Dooku? The old guy? No, no, no. Dooku was, was cool. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, what, the one two, Darth Maul? No, not Darth Maul. Darth Kylo Dar- Ren? Yes, Kylo Ren.
1: <laughs> it was like, no, Jeff, all the Darfs are actually really cool. The emo one. Oh, man, I should have known it was Kylo
0: Ren. Kylo Ren.
1: Yeah, a character whose whole villainous persona is he's a fanboy. Hmm. I wonder what they're trying to tell us there not cool that he shot his dad yeah, Oops. yeah oh, cool.
0: oh my god I just spoiled it
1: I mean nobody <gasps> cares it's the sequel trilogy
0: <laughs>
1: Oh no oh wait no 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 actually people do care and those are people who hate the sequel trilogy for the people I mean uh, for the people who just thought it was okay or the, you know they're just a little apathetic they don't care about star wars they're they're wondering why we're we're fighting so much and they don't realize that war is in the name so you know
0: oh my parents are texting me asking what i want for dinner all the food this not is just why some of the food I, but is all why the food i can't cook i'm an italian who can't cook
1: oh my god that means you failed
0: that's like that's like a um uh, what's 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 your background you're like that's like a german who can't argue is that what you no, guys do true. argue
1: i thought it was that we uh, that germans had a very like they're just punctual to everything which i'm definitely like punctual to nothing
0: that's like a german that's not on time there we go late well the thing is my one friend chris he went to germany And we had a German teacher, Frau Mitchell. Shout out, Frau Mitchell. Um, She said, oh, yeah, when you go to Germany, you're going to find out the trains aren't actually on time.
1: (laughs) They're just do they just like tell you it's on time and like whatever time they show up, it's on time.
0: I think they're acting on a lie that they've all led us to believe that Germans are very punctual.
1: I mean, I I think it doesn't it kind of go back to like uh, the world wars where basically like they did kind of have an organization that kind of allowed them to get things moving pretty quickly also like a lot of drugs maybe you know
0: oh uh, yeah 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 that was interesting to learn about uh, my friend Chris told me about that before too he's done a lot of German studies mm-hmm. um yeah the amount of drugs that they did wow
1: I mean like I know part of that like you know helped them kind of like really take advantage of like you know what basically a modern wars McCain, but I also know like there's a lot of
0: drugs. (laughs) Oh God. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, as a child, I didn't realize that most soldiers are just giving a lot of methamphetamine. I did not know that, (laughs) you know, they kind of fed us the line that it was all strength of valor and like commitment to saving the country. And it's like, no drugs, that's really sad. Am it I is. wrong? Am I, mean, I wrong? It, it, makes,
1: it makes sense, though, like how else do you get people to do that stuff, you know?
0: Okay, fact check me, though. Is that, am I wrong? Did that not actually happen? Like, I don't want to no, be saying no, stuff I think it's not.
1: I think that was a thing, you know, like that there was like a lot of drugs, you know, like.
0: Wait, we have Google. Okay, are our, our modern soldiers given meth and fed, uh, given drugs? There we go. Because I just, I can't spell meth.
1: (laughs) How do I spell meth? (coughs)
0: M-E-Q. Oh, Oh, wow. Wow, this is on Wikipedia. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. See,
1: see, if I start to type in our soldiers, here's the first couple things that pop up. Oh. our soldiers good in bed our soldiers government property
0: why are people doing this why why would people look this up
1: let's see why Mm -hmm.
0: is that the first thing see that is our priorities people get it together
1: (laughs) so what did you find that they are
0: Uh, until 2017 apparently according to wikipedia which is not i don't it's a crowd checked it's a crowd fact checked thing Mm, there's some sources how oh wow okay it looks like i'm not looking on wikipedia are soldiers because i don't want to be just saying that like i am saying speculation it's me putting a question out into the ether so now we're going to fact check it I am being my own fact checker. Are soldiers given drugs? Recovery.org. History use, okay. The history of drug use in wartime. This is from American addiction centers dot American addiction centers, recovery.org. Wow, okay, this is a thing. A soldier may use drugs during war for a variety of reasons performance enhancement treating injuries and pain okay that makes sense anesthesia for surgery okay bonding oh bonding oh all right i'm gonna guess that's not peyote but you know dealing with boredom managing combat stress but i'm wondering a lot a lot of it
1: actually just sounds like there's a lot of like sitting around and waiting
0: so they're like prom dates
1: yeah, so like it's like either extreme boredom or extreme stress, which can't be good on
0: somebody. No, yeah, that can't be good. Yeah, no. Hold on. Okay. Uh. Hmm. So the Nazis did it. So, okay. Amphetamines were the most popular drugs used in World War II. Wow. The German military consumed roughly 200 million methamphetamine pills during World War II.
1: Mm. Oh, wow. <gasps> that is insane. Oh my
0: God.
1: How do we still have any meth left after that?
0: Oh my God. The United States, Japan and Britain followed Germany's lead and administered amphetamines to their troops as well. Oh my God, that's terrible. wow that is insane actually wow see now i'm learning stuff on this podcast where i'm supposed to be telling people stuff that they didn't know (laughs) wow the teacher has become the taught wow did you have any ancestors that were in world war ii because my grandpa was um i don't
1: think so you know now that i really think about it um I don't think well I was adopted so I don't think on that front I was I'm not sure about in my biological family so there is kind of mm. uh you know questions on that end but you know um not that I know of
0: Ugh. yeah my grandpa was in world war ii he was in the army he was there the second day of the normandy beach landings and then oh wow yeah yeah he saw yeah and he was a medic and a cook so he dealt with a lot. He got to the role of staff sergeant, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was pretty good. Um, I might, I think it was staff sergeant. I think, let me look. World War II, let me check. Mm, yeah, I think that was right. I think that's what he was at. I'll have to check with my mom, but um Then my pap, on my dad's side, he was in the Navy. Um, So he went to like Brazil, New Zealand, I think Australia. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. I got to hear a lot of those stories and I have a whole bunch of other family members that are in the military. A lot of Marines, a lot of uh, guys that were in the Army, Air Force, all over. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm all (laughs) red, red, white, and blue over here. (laughs) More like red, white, and true. Oh. Boom. It's a weird time to be an American. <laughs> we are in flux.
1: And I mean an American or an American.
0: Are you noticing little changes in how people are doing stuff with COVID? Cause I am, I'm like, there's like a laxity or something to that effect, I guess.
1: I mean, it's one of those things that, like, you know, um, the fact that it's still, kind you know, it's still, like, a thing going on. I think a lot of people become a little numb to when, you know, they maybe shouldn't have yet. Like, so especially hard. when especially when the numbers, like, I think was across 400,000 people have died.
0: What a mess. Like, I and noticed. That, oh, and, like, ahead. I feel
1: like last time I heard about numbers, it was still, like, in the like 200,000 range. And they're like, Oh man, it's gonna, so I really, I don't know. It almost feels like it jumped really quickly. Um, Ugh. and I know they had words worries over the the holidays and stuff because people getting together. Um,
0: I'm surprised there was not another shutdown after the holidays. I'm, I'm really surprised about that. Uh,
1: a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that we went back to classes so quickly, physical classes. Um, I mean I guess I guess with the vaccine like you know people are starting to to get it and that's going to be kind of good in the long run.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but that's still going to take a while. Yep. Like you know I mean I think they're only to people in their 60s.
0: Well, and I think essential workers or has there been a
1: Well, I mean they got healthcare workers first and then like people in like nursing uh, healthcare homes. Healthcare workers second. is what
0: I meant, sorry. Yeah.
1: Um and then like they're getting to uh I mean in Indiana they seem to be going in like age groups by like decade you know so there was like
0: I don't know about you I don't think I'm ever going to get the vaccine just because I don't think they're going to give it to people our age or really have it unless you like
1: <laughs> I, I'm like I'm like well it's going to be a while before they
0: get to my age
1: group but you know, uh, maybe
0: 2 years from now <laughs>
1: Yeah you know, um it definitely be like at the earliest like summertime um I do even think maybe that's do you think?
0: Like, like I don't think they'll even
1: I don't know. It depends on how quickly they move. Um, Like, I know, like, it's like, what, if you're on federal lands, they've made, like, you have to wear a mask. Hmm. Or something now, like, because they they, they won't. I don't think they can uh, do a mask mandate without basically a bunch of people um, kind of worried about that, you know. I don't know. But I think on, like, federal... (laughs) property and stuff like that they have mass mandates with things mm. which they can do i do think it's interesting like i mean the, the one side of it is is like you know what one side that's brought up is like how little flu we've had this year and it's and a lot of people are like well yeah that's because they're calling everything COVID. i'm like well or at least maybe the masks worked and there's like less flu too <laughs> Yeah.
0: god i wish there was something more like concrete i could say about all this that's it's
1: and you know and not, nothing i say i'm not Uh, you know, I'm definitely not an expert on it. Um, My wife, she works on a COVID unit at the hospital. And so I do hear things from her. But other than that, like, you know, I'm I, I feel pretty ignorant on it. Like there's just, you know, now they're talking about new strains and it's just like, oh, good gosh, you know, like and I get it like I you know one of the things I miss heavily is like just getting to go to concerts you know like
0: oh yeah yeah that's how I was doing too
1: I would usually make the drive up to Indianapolis which is a couple hours away from me and go see their orchestra play two or three times a year and like I kind of miss getting to do that I, I mean I miss getting to go to the small concerts I mean I also just miss getting to like hang out with friends like randomly it feels like anytime I see anyone like there has to be Planning involved. Oh, we uh, have to
0: assess so much risk, and what risks are you willing to take? What are they willing to take? And,
1: and you know, a lot of the risk assessment I know sometimes doesn't even have as much to do about me, but like keeping, you know, older people in my family from getting sick. Uh, And you you know, and
0: I, I, I said to my mom, like, I remember when I was a little kid. I don't know if your family did this, but. <clears throat> all of my grandparents were like elderly elderly like they were in their 70s when I was a little kid in their late 70s early 80s there was a portion of time like in after Christmas January ish we wouldn't see my grandparents as much because my mom was like we can't give them the flu if they get the flu they're gonna die you know
1: I mean that's interesting I um that's not anything I remember consciously
0: like, I mean that's your, a good thing
1: but did like, your family
0: ever say that to you because my mom did she's like how no like if she would get the flu or I would get the flu my mom would say we can't see grandma for two weeks
1: part of it is I think in my case was uh my parents were older when they were uh, so, so like when I was born so when I was born they were 41 so um like my grandparents were older but like they kind of died when I was relatively young.
0: Oh, Um, so you, okay. So that's different then. Oh, interesting. A a little bit
1: different, you know, like, and in some cases, like, you know, I know my grandmother lived with us for a time, you know, too. So it's okay. maybe not as much on that one, but I mean, like, you know, the flu like does definitely kill like a lot more people than people like to think it does. Oh, I
0: know. I, I can't, it,
1: And I know for my parents, especially (laughs) like, you know, they're in their mid seventies now. And like, I feel definitely in the past, like five to 10 years, their concern over getting the flu has definitely risen. And I do know, like, if I was like, even before this, if like I wasn't feeling well or something like that, we, you know, we would postpone visits just to like not pass like anything along or anything like that so on that front like I I kind of know what you're talking about you know
0: I yeah I actually I haven't had the flu in about five years knock on wood
1: I mean the last time I got really really sick was like still like four or five years ago like um, what
0: was wrong with why what was wrong with us four or five years ago we got to figure that pattern out
1: uh we just it was our time yeah get sick you know uh I do feel like since COVID started like it's like I haven't felt sick at all and I don't know about how much of that is fear of feeling like any bad (laughs) considering considering (laughs) so many considering so many symptoms are in line with COVID it's like how much of it is I'm I'm just gonna ignore like minor aches and pains and you know because just push through it shove it down shove it down just push through it oh man i'm a little sniffly today but that's nothing yeah shove it
0: down
1: shove it down oh shove it down you know um i mean part of it could just be like you know the mass thing is doing its job and things aren't getting passed along like they should so you know just Hmm. not feeling bad as often but uh you know keeping up with like sanitizing everything like that's that's difficult you know like not, not, not that See, it's like, that's not that
0: it's, how being OCD. Not, I have. Oh, I was made for a pandemic. I'm good.
1: I mean, I, I'm just like I'm. I'm an introvert, so on that front, like I was made for a pandemic. You know, like
0: yeah, that part I'm not. I'm I have not to stay indoors.
1: Maybe. Oh man, that's fantastic. Do all my socializing, you know, online. Oh my God, don't don't, don't twist my arm too much. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah, it Must be nice to be Jeff. It must be nice to be all the introverts
1: it is really nice to be introverted during this time i'm i'm just okay with the silence you know but um oh my is, god you know,
0: okay but, but calm no, but down I, but calm down kylo ren <laughs>
1: yeah but but you know in all fairness like hey man it is getting a little old you know
0: it's it's there's a really it, yeah it's hard man it's like, hard it's,
1: it's getting a little old it's um I'm glad that they were able to find a vaccine. Yeah, like, I'm glad that it's starting to get out there. Like, um, because yeah, it was just getting really old. That's
0: just. Well, I am super lucky. Um, like 2020, getting through all that was a blessing. I, nobody that I know died. Um, I know some people that got sick with COVID, or they're still, you know, everybody's getting COVID right and left. That being said, people have gotten a bit sick, like really sick, but nobody. I don't know anyone who died. I don't know anyone who had long lasting, like high impact and imp- like, um, excuse me, uh, like really long standing, what's the word I'm looking for Jeff? Like lingering um, impacts from the virus. So I am, you know, like days or if I'm feeling sorry for myself or I'm feeling bad or I'm being emo, or I'm being dramatic, I can wake up and be like, wow, uh, everybody that I know is okay.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel lucky on that front too. Like, um, there's been very few scares. We only really had in my family like one, one scare, you mm. know, and that's, um, so that's been kind of nice.
0: Oh, good. You know. Yeah.
1: Um but you know like um i know it's not been so lucky for some people oh
0: i know it's it's sad you know my heart goes out to people because it's just so weird you know one person can just get the sniffles and have a cough and they're like oh i feel really tired then there's other people it's like oh they were fine then they just boom gone two days that's it (laughs) i'm like what how how does this happen
1: yeah it, it it just seems to the, the, I think the problem is it's just like it affects so many people so many different ways. like for every person I know who didn't even know they had it, like there's somebody else I'm hearing about like that just had the opposite reaction to it, you know, right. And so it's kind of like, you don't know what to expect. And I think that's, that makes it difficult too, because of like, it really makes it difficult to decide, well, what risk am I actually taking? You know, especially when it goes one way of, oh, it could either be minor inconvenience versus death, you know, it's...
0: how do you just how do you make a decision then like what do you oh my god
1: like on that then on that one you're like well i guess i better just like you know assume the worst and go with death You know.
0: oh my god yeah well hopefully we'll make a little bit more progress with it uh positive progress with it this upcoming year i mean who knows
1: you know hopefully as more and more people get like the vaccine uh vaccination like you know just we'll all be able to start getting out more and you know like do tiny things like go to a dang restaurant, you know. I mean, I know some people already have already been doing that. Yeah, but, you know. I, I'm at, I I am at the point that you know I am playing it on the cautious side. I'm like, well, you know, I've done really good for about a year here. Um, I'm not gonna get silly in the last couple of months. And <laughs> screw that. Is up, it is know.
0: it the last couple of months? Like, has there been a new like updated trajectory on how long we're gonna need to be taking all the precautions?
1: You know, I, I don't know about the trajectory or anything like that. I, I do know, I think, with the vaccine, like, we, we, we're finally seeing, uh, like, at least a light at the end of the tunnel, even if it's, like, yeah a little further out.
0: Right. I mean,
1: a lot of a lot of things we're, were still saying, like, even originally, like, oh, man, it's going to be, like, summer to fall before things really kind of start getting back to normal, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, well... I think we and have on been our, that
1: downer note. Oh,
0: <laughs> and oh yeah, geez, wow. I really. Why am I like okay? This is getting sad now. I'm done. Isn't that my thought process? I'm like, I'm getting I mean, depressed. It, I don't want to do this in anymore. With the-
1: it fits in with the Russian theme. What can we say?
0: There we go. So we tied in. We what we went through a journey. You know what I cut I enjoy about this podcast? It reminds me of our phone calls where we just chit-chat, <laughs> we're cleaning, where we don't know where it's gonna go. We just start talking and we're like, wow, that was really insightful. We should have been podcasting that.
1: And now we do,
0: <laughs> and, now, and now we do, but you have we our, have our- the
1: technology. <laughs>
0: Now, are you okay? So, you have that project. Are you making that project what you're doing public? Um, probably okay. So, you, you... know what?
1: You know what? You know what? Yeah, let's just go ahead and decide. Yes, I am okay. You know, so, like... you
0: have a podcast you're going to be working on. Tell people about that.
1: Yeah, so, um, for my class, they have uh started a thing that they're calling an essay, and you know, after I got over the weird little
0: they're well, trying to be cool, Jeff. Th- Come on. Yeah.
1: Well, after I got over that, I was like, actually, you know, that is really cool. So for mine, it's basically you could do anything.
0: You were being a little old there. I hope you know that. What? Oh, oh yeah. No, I don't know hey, about this. I'm skeptical.
1: I mean, I totally was being old. Like, there's no getting around that. <laughs> but, but once I kind of was like, oh, actually, no, this is a really cool time. It's a really cool opportunity. I kind of wish they would do, have done this stuff when I was younger. Um it was fun. It was funny watching the class. Cause like half of them were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And the other half is,
0: I don't know what to do without instructions. Oh no.
1: Um, but for mine, I am going to do a, uh, music podcast going through. Um, the plan is, is that it will go over different pieces, probably ones that I hear in class. And one thing I'm always interested in, um, is, um, the performing side of things, you know, cause, uh, It's another topic entirely, but I do feel we kind of deify composers a little bit too much, and we kind of ignore performers.
0: So when you say deifying composers, what does that mean?
1: Um, We just act like they are the end-all be-all of the creative
0: process. So what does that mean? Like, they, they are the final authority? Like, they get to decide what's good and what's bad?
1: In a lot of ways, like it can be that way. I think the best way of describing it is um, so you get a Mozart sonata or something mm-hmm. like that, and you have to follow everything on the score, like to the letter, you know, yeah. and that makes sense, even though it does kind of actually go against a little bit of performance tradition. Like the the short story on that one is, is that totally was not the performance tradition until all the romantic composers decided that uh, they wanted to be taken seriously as composers and not performers. And then they're like, no, you got to follow the score. Um, long story short, like we kind of sometimes just act like that is the only, you know, part in the creative process that matters. And what I really mean by deifying is, is that we don't take into consideration the performer who is taking time to learn the work and performing the work which in a lot of cases can make the difference between if the work is accepted to the public or not a a good a very easy quick example is um vladimir horowitz and uh, like scarlatti sonatas you know like we, we a lot of us play scarlatti sonatas now he was kind of one of the earlier ones to record those and if his recording didn't do well, well, we wouldn't really be talking seriously about Scarlatti, you know, right. or, same thing with, or same thing with his performance of the list Sonata. Now every virtuoso pianist has to play it, um, the Barber Sonata, you know. And so what I want to do with this podcast is while looking at more 20th century and modern works, I kind of want to go through some of the different recordings and talk about you know how how they're doing how they're bringing that music to life and how they're you know doing some parts well but you know i don't want to throw any of them under the bus or say any of them are bad and if there's multiple recordings of a piece man well, i want to talk about why different recordings are good for different parts of the music um yeah. i gave it a name i did not come up with this name i will just admit that because i am terrible at that uh it will be called peace out that one was uh come up with by caitlin and i'm like i'm stealing that
0: so peace out like a play on words it's not peace like p-e-a-c-e it's p-i-e-c-e mm-hmm. oh, yeah. it's nice. nice work caitlin
1: and um so yeah you know um that's kind of what i'm gonna do for a podcast uh, i don't know how many episodes i'm gonna do for it like see what i can do for the semester
0: so where are um, you where are you going to upload it
1: uh right now i'm probably going to upload it to uh, i'll probably use anchor
0: okay you, know, you just like, know, like me
1: yeah you know and then uh, then i had to come up with the wix website for the class but as i come up with those i think I, yeah i'm definitely going to be sharing them publicly because i mean you- it is a cool idea it, it was something i was actually already in the work of planning mm-hmm. and when when this un-essay topic came out it was like kind of a great way to just go ahead and finalize a lot of things you know
0: <laughs> Do you know what piece you're going to be starting with? Um,
1: that's a good question. Hmm. You know, if I follow this idea of, uh, you know, taking pieces that are done in the class, probably one of the Mahler symphonies.
0: <gasps> please, please, <pretty laughs> please. I love Mahler.
1: Yeah. Um, I know I know. our book goes over Mahler symphony number one. And knowing me, I'd probably pick number two because I just, I, 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 I love uh, the second one.
0: I love Mahler. Oh, one of um, my favorite lines is from um, Songs of a Wayfarer. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, man. the one, This is one of my favorite moments in music of all time. If I could hear it for the rest of my life over and over and again, I would be so happy. Um, the one line is, Auf So it basically means on a street, um, there's a linden tree where I first learned. Uh, I'm translating it badly, but where I learned all of like the secrets of the world, and that was auf der Straße steht ein Lindenbaum. Da hab ich im ersten Mal im Schlaf geruht. That was where I felt my first pain. Oh, it was so great. Um, it's really weird to hear myself translating something in real time because I haven't been able to do that before. So all of the studying of German is paying off.
1: Well, there you go.
0: Yeah, no. So I love that line, and then in the in the accompaniment, there's this that sounds like the little, you know, it looks like those little, um, they look like the little like uh, the tops of helicopters or something, just kind of floating down from the tree. <laughs> they just float down all beautifully. Um, but Linden Trees are problematic when you hear them in German romantic music. Do you know why?
1: <laughs> why is that?
0: Because um, during the, the romantic era in German, anything in the arts in German, to, in, in German culture at that time in the 19th century, late 19th century, mid late 19th century, uh, there was this obsession with suicide. There was this very sick obsession Ooh. and romanticization of it. So anytime you hear <laughs> Linden Tree mentioned, Lindenbaum <laughs> um, you can assume somebody committed suicide or somebody was really thinking about it or they wanted to ooh yeah, yeah, so unfortunately, that's one of my favorite lines in music I've ever heard by Mahler, but at the same time it's like oof oof
1: thirteen reasons why Mahler. <sighs>
0: Yeah. So um, I used to think I tried to be uh, early in my college career, you know, when I was 23, 24, back when I was, you know, the world kind of didn't crap on me quite as much yet. At first, I was like, he didn't commit suicide. He just found a new perspective on life. I'm like, nope, he committed suicide. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this, I don't think this guy made it out of this extreme pain and hurt, in which, you know, uh, that just, yeah, because um, the whole song cycle is, is, Semi autobiographical. Did you get to check out Songs of a Wayfarer yet?
1: I did. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. And what's what's funny is you can kind of gender bend. Uh, you know, um, mezzos can sing it, even though they're singing to the female part. That's really not the point. Like it's it. That's not what it is. It's just either gender can sing it. Um, and then um, but usually you know the baritones are singing, and it 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 makes more sense whenever they're singing directly to the female pronouns. But um, huh. anyway uh where was i going with that but it was about an it was a guy recovering from an engagement getting broken off and it's kind of like mm-hmm. semi-autobiographical based on Mahler, because he was dating this pretty singer she had blonde hair blue eyes and then the one mm-hmm. part in the song cycle um where he kind of like uh wigs out kind mm-hmm. of lo- loses his snickers which th- um yeah there's this one uh. I have a gleaming messa, a Messer in my breast. So it's, I have a gleaming hot knife in my, in my chest. Uh, and this oh, one gee. part, he kind of freaks out. At one point, he's like, everywhere I look, the blue, the blue of the sky looks like her blonde, her her blue eyes. Then I see all of the the wheat in the field. It looks like her blonde hair. I'm losing it. <laughs> oh, it's so great if you remember that one. Oh, wow. Mm. No, I remember it. Oh, it's so good. Mahler is just the best. Nobody does drama like Germans. Nobody does. It's just uh, (laughs) in the leader. I love it. I want to go listen to it now.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what you should go do right now.
0: And all of you should too okay so you i will use-
1: but i actually have to actually record another podcast and right after this about. yeah yeah no the uh, uh the movie one i've been doing
0: oh uh,
1: with uh, six, uh the the six pack of the song thing oh nice yeah, okay so six
0: give me the link to that when we're done i'll put it in the okay. description
1: and that one's just six a um yeah. Right now we just do a movie podcast, but I know we're planning on breaking out into other, some other stuff. Oh, well, I, in that recording of Mozart and Sally area, if you want to hear some. Oh booshka.
0: yeah. Okay. So when are, are you, so you're recording like right after this one?
1: Pretty much. Oh. That's how I scheduled things today.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well tell, tell Andy, are you working with Andy? Yep. Tell Andy I said, hi. I will. <laughs> All right, everyone. Oh, I need to come up with a theme song, don't I?
1: Yeah. You do need a theme song.
0: I got to come up with one. So I'll come up with some examples. And of course you need to come back and like, give me your educated opinion on what is good.
1: I will. I'll tell you what is good. And then I will break your heart as well. And crush your aspirations of jingle writing.
0: (laughs) Because you have the authority.
1: Because I have the authority. I have the power.
0: Respect my authority. (laughs) (laughs) all right okay we got to stop before we go and we bunny hop over into south park we don't need that all right (laughs) well you enjoy your podcast recording it's been a pleasure having you again
1: all right thank you for talking with me
0: all right thanks jeff Bye bye